It is Locked on Jazz for the 23rd of December. So what are your Christmas plans? We'll dig into that. The Utah Jazz offense is the best in the NBA. How good is it really? We'll dig into that as well with a little bit of a breakdown for you. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Thank you very much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of every day. Hit subscribe right there as well and uh, hit the bell and then you know that's coming to you uh, also. Uh, special hello to Ray and Ray who's listening later in the day thinking I'm talking about Ray then. Sorry, I caught that on my mentions. It was kind of funny. thought it was cool. Also special uh, happy holidays to Lee and Drew and Cooper and Taylor and Tyler and Andrew and Frank and Lacey and Marty, who've all stopped by to say good morning. We're not in the van today. We're not in the van down by the river. Um, that is my like new version of a day. Uh, I started this last year. Didn't ever try to go live on YouTube. Did some shows out of there. Um, but what I'll do, uh, just so you know, is I'll set the van up. And then uh, I have calls and work for lockdown. But if I get an hour break, in fact, 45 minute break, I'll just go pop out, take three or four runs um, and then come back, take my next set of calls. So yesterday I skied from, um, let's see, uh, about uh, 10, 15 to 11, had a call and then skied again from 11, uh, 12 to 1, 15. Um, so that's how I get my, that's how I get my runs in, um, make the best of it. Hope everyone's doing great. Uh, all right. So Christmas day, the jazz are scheduled to play. Here's where I think things sit right now for Christmas day. If you have not followed this, um, Luca is unlikely to play. Um, tonight there's a full docket of games. It's going to be kind of nuts. I think, um, with all that's going on, there's 12 games of Portland and Brooklyn already postponed. The first game is supposed to be, if I have this right, Atlanta at New York. That's a non-ABC window. Boston-Milwaukee plays ABC window. Everything going on that game, no Giannis, but that game seems like it should be okay. Golden State-Phoenix is the next one, and then Brooklyn at LA is the one after that one. That one seems like it could be in doubt. Um, and that's the 8 o'clock Eastern window. Then we play the late night 10.30 Eastern game, which is not on the ABC. The NBA has got to fill... The ABC windows. That just has to happen. Uh, so if any of those games get canceled, what they could do is just slide everything. Like if the Brooklyn LA game gets canceled, then they could just slide all the games back. But that's moving three games. They could move Atlanta, New York into that 8 o'clock slot, no Trey Young. Or they could move us up. 
I mean, ideally, I think they're going to try to move as few games as possible if they need to. But Brooklyn seems like a real possibility to get postponed at this point. They postponed tonight. And we're two days away. Maybe people uh, get out of it and they can fly to L.A. and they can get there and get it done. Um, but if they don't get out of health and safety protocols, then that game needs to be covered. So then there's a chance that our 1030 Eastern game gets moved to 8 o'clock Eastern. The league has said they will not announce this until Christmas Eve. Can you imagine the TV crews like the, or the amount of people? But so the in arena staff, all the ushers that have to react, the TV crew that like cruise people that has to have people show up and they show up like four or five, six hours before games, all of a sudden they're showing up, you know, and they're going to find out the night before pretty, pretty wild um, world we're living in and all that's going on with it. So Christmas day game, like I'd keep an eye on the news. If you're listening to this, you probably are pretty in tune to these kind of things, but I would also tell your friends. So what are your Christmas plans? Eh, I don't know. Um, but we'll see. Uh, the jazz have, are, are so far so good. Uh, this does seem like it's going to wave through most people at, at some point, the way it's contagion level is. Um, so we'll see. All right. So I was, um, working on some things last night for the game. And I just thought I'd share with you kind of where our offense is. I think it's kind of fun. Um, the, uh, oh, and for those of you on YouTube, I'll, I'll give you, I don't know if this is a treat or not. Um, I don't think I have any swear words in there. I, this is a little bit of a gamble. Um, I am going to screen share my game notes. Um, okay. So those of you on YouTube, you actually have should have my game notes up in front of you. Um, so I want to just, I'm going to kind of just run through some of these for you because I think they're pretty interesting. So our offense is number one in the league at 118.3. The next closest in the league is 113.8. This is after we're coming off our two worst offensive games of the year. Um, our effective field goal percentage is the third best of all time. Effective field goal percentage weighs three-point shooting and gives you um, a chance, you know, basically weigh. So if you hit three threes in 10 shots, that's you've just scored nine points. Your effective field goal percentage is 45%, whereas your field goal percentage would be 30%. And so it weighs the fact that the three-pointer weighs more. Our effective field goal percentage is the third best of all time. So we're the third best shooting team ever in NBA history. The Brooklyn Nets of last year and the 16-17 Golden State Warriors. We make the third most threes of all time, last year's Jazz team and the Houston Rockets of a few years ago. We have the fifth best offensive rating of all time. All of... Offense has exploded in the league. Offense is way better. It's funny, you know, for all the people who want to complain about the three-point revolution and this and that, like the reason it's going on, and I actually think people are over-complaining about it. It's kind of a done deal. is because it actually works. Um, Again, because three is more than two, crazy concept, but it actually works. So the best, the four best offenses ever in the history of the game were last year. Um, And those were, I think, Brooklyn, Clippers, Portland, and Utah. Uh, so we're the fifth best offense of all time. Now, when you start to compare us against average, which is the league average, we're the second best offense of all time. The Dallas 0304 team was more points above league average than we are. Since 0304, um, that's uh, that one. And then if you do it by the median, that is true um, as well. Um, we take the most threes in the league. 
45.6. I think we take the, I don't remember that note now. I think we might take the third or fourth. Well, we take the fourth most of all time. The Minnesota Timberwolves take the sixth most of all time. So tonight we have the fourth most amount of threes of all time against the sixth most amount of threes of all time. Um, What's really the key to our offense is that we have the number one shooting rim team in the league. It's 71%. So part of that's obviously Rudy and Hassan, but it's also um, like Royce O'Neal shooting well through. Our short mid-range shot, we're number one in the league at 46%. It's interesting, like you get all excited because we're number one in the league. So we're the best shooting floater team in the league at 46%. Just to kind of understand why we want to shoot so many threes, that's a 30% three-point shot, 31. So if we shoot 31% from three, it has the same points per shot as what we shoot at the floater, and we're the best shooting floater team in the league. So that's why we want to take the least amount. We take the fourth fewest non-restricted area twos and the fewest long twos in the league, and we take the most off the bounce threes in the league, which prevent us from taking those floats. So that's kind of a good little breakdown of where we are offensively. We'll look at Donovan and Rudy here in a second, and then we'll look at our transition offense as well in what it does. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Grip6.com. I hope you pulled the trigger for a Grip6 belt belt for the holidays. 25% off all belts right now is better than any promo code I can get you, so go ahead and do it at HD25. We have a bunch of other things Great deals out there if you want to get them for people and send them to them. Um, maybe they'll be a day or two late. I don't know. Maybe you can stop by the store, the factory in Murray and, and save yourself. Um, it's They have the eight-pack uh, ankle crew and boot sock, which is kind of cool. I like their socks a lot. They also have a special candy cane forest belt buckle right now um, if you want. And they have some new, the Mission Oak and the Narrow Chrome. Um, I've told you before, Honeycomb is the most often uh, worn one I have, as well as the Ninja Belt Uh and then there's the super nice ones that I love, which are my, um, are the, what is it called? What is it called? Carbon. The Carbon Fiber Series um, is nice. So the three most common I have is the um, Conservation Series, which has the honeycomb. The really nice one, which is the Carbon Fiber one. That's a little um, more pricey. And then I have the Craftsman Wood and all three are perfect. Love it. Love my Grip6 belts. Go check it out at Grip6.com. Promo code's locked on. Or if you can just tell them you heard it from Locked On, that would be great because of the fact that um, the promo code's better. And I'd rather have you get a better one. Today's show is brought to you by Truebill, the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want or need or even negotiate better deals for those the ones that you keep. I've got Truebill and I'm liking it. Keeps an eye on everything that's going on as well as this. I mean, the the great value is that they're saving people over $720 a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel and Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts. Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. So your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions and you don't have to. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash locked on MBA. That's Truebill.com slash locked on MBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on MBA. I would tell you there's also a bunch of other pieces of value to that as well. All right. So uh, Donovan and Rudy keep getting better. Um, Donovan is the number two pick and roll guard in the NBA right now. Drew Holiday has jumped ahead of him at 1.08. Drew Holiday, Donovan Mitchell, LeBron James, Trey Young, and Mike Conley 
are the top five pick and roll guards in the NBA. So we have two of the top five pick and roll guards in the NBA. It's why people switch against us because if you don't, you end up playing pick and roll and we end up throttling you. Um, so uh, this is this, uh, he has the sec, he's the second best in the last five years. Here's the five year progression of Donovan Mitchell in the pick and roll. This is pretty awesome. And I know these are a lot of numbers and I will try to say them slowly or have them at least put in some sort of context. Uh, 0.92 his rookie year and 0.91 his second year. So 0.9 is not great. 1.04 is really good. He jumped to seventh in the NBA his third year. He went to 1.07 his next year. He stayed at seventh. And this year he's at 1.08. He was at 1.11 earlier this year. So he's now at 1.08 points per pick and roll. You're just seeing this like jump and this knowledge and he's getting better and better. It's not just in the pick and roll. Um, the drive, his drive game, 0.99 to 0.93 is for, he went back down, went backwards his first year. He jumped to 1.0, which was kind of back to his rookie year. Then he, last year went to 1.05 and this year he had 1.1 on his drives. His isolation game, 0.89, 0.88 is first and second year. This is like the grand myth of the league. Rookies who have great first years don't have good second years. Like everyone freaked out about Tyler Hero last year and now he's great again. Like it doesn't work that way. If you have a good first year as a rookie, you actually don't get better your second year. You get better your third year. Um, guys who get better in their second year get better because they were bad their first year. Uh, isolation, he was at 0.89 two years in a row. Then he went to 0.96. Last year, it was unbelievable at 1.1. This year, he's down to 0.95 again. Let's see. Let's We'll, we'll play this one out. See it goes. For Rudy, this is some incredible stuff on Rudy. And then I'll get into the essence of what our offense does. That's pretty interesting. So Rudy runs the most picks. The Jazz run the most picks. Rudy has run 1,410 picks this year. 1,410. The next closest in the league is Demata Sabonis at 1,139. And there's only two guys in the entire league over 1,000. So he's running, he's run 1,400. There's only two guys in the league over 1,000. He's the fourth best in the NBA right now at 1.05. The best is LaMarcus Aldridge with Kevin Durant. John Collins with Trey Young. Giannis Antetokounmpo with Drew Holiday, maybe because of Giannis, and then Rudy, and then interestingly enough, Cody Zeller, who I've always liked, but um, that's a little while. Hassan Whiteside, by the way, has run 545 picks. He's the ninth best in the NBA. Okay? These are geeky numbers. I hope it's all right. I was just thought it would be kind of fun to dig in. This is kind of what I prep, and we haven't played in a few days. Um, and I um, uh, and I thought... Um, I thought it'd be an interesting way. I wanted, this is the last piece. Now I'll get to some of your questions. We've had great questions this week. And then I, I want to share these two um, notes. And you see me, my transition defense is bad. So there's a critical note. Um, it happens. Um, this is my game notes, by the way, for a given night. So this is just kind of what I have. I haven't done our last five games, but those are some trends over here. We're 19 and three. If the offensive rating's over 110, we're 17 and three. If our effective field goal percentage is over 52, um, we're 10 and one. If our offensive rebound rates over 32%, we're 15 and three. If our defensive ratings under 110, our last two games were the third and sixth worst offensive games we've played this year. So if you're interested, so this is like my game notes. And then these are all the clutch numbers for our career. So if you ever wonder how I have those, and these are all my various notes about our players. And then this is our team profile of how we do various things, lineups, things like that. You know, who's doing my stats tonight is my daughter. Pretty cool. Family event tonight. I'm short on staff. So my dad, my daughter at 16 is going to be my statistician tonight. She's, you know, 
she'll be in the booth one day, just calling games instead. Um, maybe she'll be the next Utah Jazz play-by-play announcer. How's that? We'll call it on this day, December 23rd. Um, that would mean that they have to keep me employed for a while. So that, that would probably be the most more prohibitive part of that would be me staying employed rather than her, um, being good enough to do it. I don't have a lot of doubts on her. I got some doubts on me. Um, all right, here's, what's the kind of key to what we do. And it's how we play early. Pretty interesting. So, um, transition offense, we have the number two effective field goal percentage in the NBA in transition. Now we have the best, you know, we have this. We should, we have, what's interesting about that is we have the number one transition off, you know, field goal percentage in the league. And we have the number three ever of all time. 49% of our shots are threes in the first six seconds of the shot clock. It's the highest rate in the league. And the median on that, this is kind of incredible, is 36%. So the the average team in the league, 36% of their shots are threes. And we take 49% of our shots as threes. Pretty impressive. 15% 15% of those are corner threes, highest rate, median seven. So two times as much as everyone else. We do it 13 times a game, which ranks 17th. It would be nice if we could get that number up a little bit. But it's not that big a deal, and I'll show you why in a minute. But it would be nice if we could get that number up a little bit. Um, 42% of our – we make 42% of those threes. So it's about 2.7 bogey threes, you think about it, a game. The crazy one is we're doing that while Jordan's 8 of 36 on this. On these. I think I updated that. This – this actually, this right here might not be updated. Kind of my instinct is I did not update that last night. Um, I updated the next one because uh, I said I wasn't going to use that. So ignore those numbers. They were right at some point. They just might not be accurate right now um, if you're watching on YouTube. If you take it, the shot clock and divide it into three segments, so 16 to 24, first eight seconds of the clock, we average 1.09 points per shot, and we're the sixth best team in the league. We take 22 shots a game in that. In the middle of the shot clock, we're the best in the league at 1.07. So it's not a huge difference. Like if we don't get an early look, it's not the end of the world. So like, honestly, like some of the shots Jordan's taking where it's just like crazy forced up, but it, it you maybe wish he would pull that back a little, but him pulling that back then kind of blows the whole vibe of the team on that. But from a pure statistical standpoint, you'll see why here in a second, it might be a great because we're so good. Now, when we get in the bottom eight seconds of the shot clock, we're not as good. We're, we're the third best team in the league, but the league's not as good. We're at 0.96 points per possession. So first eight seconds of the shot clock, we're sixth best in the league at 1.09. Middle eight seconds of the shot clock, first eight seconds of the shot clock, sorry. Middle eight seconds of the shot clock, we're at 1.07. Pretty close. Like if we're at 1.07, 1.0, and then in the bottom eight seconds of the shot clock, we're at 1.08. Now, some of this doesn't have offensive rebounds and putbacks and free throws. So if you're wondering why, like, why is our offensive rating higher than this? That's why. So... Um, so that's okay. So there, there we go on that. Um, so in the first third of the shot clock, which is really where Quinn wants us to play and push ahead and pass and play fast. And, and, and we don't really do it that much. We do it the dead average in the league. Our our amount of shots we take or possessions we use in the first is, is 15th in the league. Um, we're number two points per chance in that. So we're good. Um, we're number one overall, but we're not, we're pretty good at it. We take 54% of those shots as threes. Crazy number. The next closest is Miami at 45%. So nine percentage points higher than anyone's. And the league average is 38%. So in the first eight seconds of shot clock, the league average is 38% of shots are threes, and we're taking 54, and we make 40% of them. That's why. Donovan's 36 of 99, which is about 37%. Boyan is 28 of 66, which is high 40s. Jordan's only 25% on those right now. That'll come back up. 
Royce is about 50%. Mike Conley is 63% on early threes on the shot clock. Crazy. Joe Ingles is actually off a little bit. He's 15 of 35. Actually, 15 of 35 is pretty good for Joe. I thought it was 15 of 45. So that's it. Um, final note on this, and then I'll grab some of your questions, is transition defense. This is really where we've got to get better. Our transition defense is in the first eight seconds of the shot clock is an issue. And I'll talk about it when we come back. Minnesota likes to get out and run. So I'll preview the Timberwolves a little bit, though they aren't going to run as much because they don't have Anthony Edwards because he's in health and safety protocols. So I'll preview the Timberwolves and I'll take your questions um, as we continue here today on Locked on Jazz. Today's show is brought to you by Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. God, I hope you do. Because, Excuse me. Gosh, I hope you do. Because I've just inundated you with so much junk today. Um, hopefully, you've gotten a little smarter and enjoy being a jazz fan more because of it. But, like, this is the power of gunk. Uh, the switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money and podcasts for the power of knowledge. All right. They will save you money. I will just give you gunk. The, I don't know what that is. I just made it up. Thir- three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line and a free 5G phone when you switch so you can get the latest episodes. All of one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save Boost Mobile. Free flown is limited to new customers, one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere on all phones and networks. See Boost Mobile for details and get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Today's show is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Oh, this is fun for the holidays. Prize Picks, we've been talking about it for months. If you signed up yet, if you use the code NBA, you get a free $50. You get an exclusive no brainer offer for all users. You get up $50 for free. If a player in your first prize pick enters scores a single point, uh, you must use the promo code NBA. That's right. This exclusive offer. Available to locked on only. Uh, use the promo code NBA. Prize Picks is the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from points, assists, rebounds, threes made, etc. So have fun with it and do it. You can actually mix and match football as well as you can mix and match the NBA. Go to prizepicks.com and go to our app store, download the app, all the users uh, that deposit. Use the promo code NBA. We'll get a $50 of your first Prize picks, enters a score, single point. That's right. All you have to do, get a single point, get $50 free for your prize pick entry. Prize picks is daily fantasy bit easy. Frankly, if you can't get a single point, you're probably not. Um, all right, so last thing here, the Jazz transition defense. If we can get someone to the bottom, last eight seconds of shot clock, it's 0.85 points per shot. 0.85, great. If they're in the middle of the shot clock, it's 0.95 points per shot. If it's the first eight seconds of the shot clock, it's 1.1. So we go from like 0.1 better than to 0.3. Like, ugh, 1.1 is bad. So in the first eight seconds of the shot clock, we're 27th in the league defensively, and teams average 1.1 points per shot. In the 8 to 16, they average 0.95 points per shot, and they're sixth in the league. And then 08 on the shot clock, it's down to 0.85. So that's pretty cool to like see that difference. Now, what's important about that is that, uh, Minnesota plays the third fewest half court possessions of any team league. Now, Cat doesn't like to run, but Carl Ant- uh, Anthony Edwards does, and D'Angelo will push ahead. Now, Anthony Edwards is out tonight. Vanderbilt, who's their second leading rebounder, is out tonight, or at least as of latest. I don't still understand one thing about health and safety protocols. If someone uh, goes twice, 
two negatives, they can come back. So if they're listed as out last night, couldn't they get two negatives and be back today? So I always am a little hesitant to not prep these players. Um, I'll tell you. By the way, I hope you like the new gear for those of you on YouTube. I have the new lockdown shirt. It's kind of cool. We surpassed 10 million listeners in a month, so it has 10 million on the back. And um, the new lockdown, a new lockdown hat for the executive team. Um, all right, let's get to your various questions. Um, I hope your daughter is the next play-by-play way down the road. Love seeing the game notes. Definitely treat. Thanks, Lacey. Um, she does too. After she's done with 12 other things, she says she's going to do in life because she's 16 in dreams, which is great. Um, from Cody Strickland, good morning. My only question is I noticed that Donovan Mitchell doesn't like to pass it to open Rudy. Is that a tactic or a concern? Um, I don't think that's actually true. I could go look at it. Um, for years, Donovan has been going too fast to be able to throw the lob. And he slowed himself down and is working better in the pocket and getting that lob back into his game a little bit more. And he's improving. Um, he's also 6'1". And um, there was a few years ago I did research on paint-to-paint assists. So guys who actually were getting assists on balls that were, you know, like drive the basket and drop off. So Trey Young was amazing, crazy, but everybody else was 6'8". Um, uh, so... Um, you know, I think that that's he size is part of it. Tyler brings this up. I was going to do this as the show today, and I I couldn't tell. So, twenty five minutes into the show, hopefully people are still with us. So, gosh, if you've did lived through those numbers, I'm not sure you still are. Um, there was a great line that said, "If we were going to have these COVID protocols, everyone's going to pick some up. It should have been mandatory that you picked up one jazz one home t- uh, legend." So, like Joe Johnson signed in Boston, Atlanta would have had to sign him. It, it'd be mandatory for you to sign like one. Like legend. So like ours might probably turn out to be like Ronnie Price, who's probably in the best place shape. He's not really a legend. But if our guys end up in COVID protocols for Christmas, who's the guy we can pick up that would most please the TV guys? Like give Karolinko a call. So that's from Tyler. Well, mine would be Brendan Bailey from the Stars. So Thurl could call a game with his kid. That would be really cool because Thurl's kid's on the Stars. Um, so that would be my choice. Uh, but I, it is a fun little concept. Like what Jet? So Darren comes out of the boxing ring probably in still pretty good shape and come have him ball for a night or two. Like it would be really fun to see who, like it'd be a fun little thing. You have to um, bring back a legend in the midst of this to come, you know, like none of these guys, well, Joe played last night, right? Um, Didn't Joe, I saw Sean Grande tweeted out that Joe scored for the first time in like 1300 games or something um, last night. Um, Yeah. Joe Johnson, two minutes and scored last night. CJ miles played two minutes last night as well, by the way, for Boston. Um, So, you know, Hey, this isn't ideal and it's not great. You know, we can have big, big things, but on the other end, like there's some cool things. Taco fall got 19 minutes last night and 10 rebounds and has like a moment. Pangos who's been trying to hang on forever. Got eight minutes for Cleveland last night. There's going to be some guys that, that get to, you know, Atlanta had some guys play last night. Lance Stevenson played 22 minutes, got a little taste of it again. Um, but there's also some guys in there. that are probably going to get an opportunity to do some fun things. Uh, by the way, uh, keep an eye Atlanta's, First round draft pick of last year at a USC who's been oft injured and hasn't played a lot. Okungu played last night, and I watched a little bit of it, and he looks really good. Um, he cannot stay on the floor without foul. He played 19 minutes and committed five fouls last night. Um, but he's an interesting player, so keep an eye on on him. So anyway, I don't know what jazz player you'd want to have come back, and maybe it's not that big. Um, uh, I like this. Uh, Frank says Trevor Booker would be my call. Trevor Booker's like... I talked to Trevor recently. He's doing all sorts of, um, I actually talked about doing a podcast, um, but Trevor's doing all sorts of business stuff and um, opening various things and entrepreneurial um, 
and that. Um, okay. Oh, just as a statement, I think a pass for the outside to Rudy Dunk needs to be our game winner time more often. It'd be beautiful to see the last one he did. Um, yeah, I mean, it depends on time. By the way, on this whole obsession we have about our last second shot clock shots. So I do think there's something that Donovan 6-1, it's hard for him to get it off. Um, your win probability when you're down with two seconds left is like, well, I could probably find it, is like 3%. Like we're really talking about the wrong thing. Um, it's not a, It's not a particularly reasonable conversation, frankly. Um, or more than being a reasonable conversation, it's not a particularly. I mean, we're we're because it's the last play of every night. We're just putting too much emphasis. So, like, if you're down three seconds left, and you're down one, and you have the ball, your win probability is twenty four percent. Like, it's not good. Um. If you're down two, if you're down two, your win probability is 9%. And if you're down three, just trying to get to a top, like this, by the way, that's also why you should shoot a three down two. You should try to win right there. Because your chances otherwise are not very good. Um. Do the Jazz do daily tests for COVID? Seems like if some of these teams had identified these affected early, it wouldn't be so devastating for the whole team. Yeah, I mean, or if we didn't test, we'd, right? Like, I mean, it depends on your point of view. Um, the NBA protocol is changing a little bit as time goes on. Some of the restri- things are getting a little more restrictive on travel and what you're allowed to do on the road and the testing. Um, the Jazz have been pretty, you know, um, thorough. I, I particularly am trying to be thorough because I'm working with Ron. Um, so I don't know what the exact policy is on all of it, but I do think that, um, you know, one of the things that's happening is these guys are largely asymptomatic, I think, in many of these cases, and they start testing and everyone has it, which is great. That's why testing is so important to try to stop it from getting to somebody who it wouldn't be asymptomatic for. Um, so we'll see. All right. Any other? Um, who are the PF and Jazz? I'm not sure. That's probably from my notes, and I don't know what it's. Don't know what that question is. Uh, what other questions do I have before we? Um, Taylor, I was talking to my dad, and he said, if the Jazz decide to make a trade to bring our luxury tax down, who would it be? I thought Bogey would be the guy because Gay and Pascal played so well. Last. So I don't think Bo, I don't think we're moving Bogey. Boy, is he deadly right now. He is just so consistent and so solid and so great um, at what he does. So um, I don't think so. I, I think you'll see maybe some stuff around the edges, um, but I think Ryan and Ashley Smith are, are willing to be in the luxury tax and understand the burden of that have a wonderful day i'll talk to you tomorrow before uh, christmas holiday uh let's go jazz have a good one tonight see you